Welcome and thanks for joining us. My name is Sam Anwar Sesha, Director of the Museum of Colour and your host for this series, My Words Donations. As part of the My Words exhibition at the Museum of Colour, we have invited a number of poets to donate objects to our digital collection. These are items that have a real significance to them and their creative journeys. This series is a chance to hear the stories behind those donations. And coming up, we'll be talking to Victoria Adikwe. My name is Victoria Adikwe Billy, and I am a writer, poet, and I call myself an artist as well. I am a black woman who is about five foot seven, um, and I have curly hair. Oh, I love that. So, Victoria, how would you describe your work? And when I say your work, in this instance, I mean your poetry. I would describe my poetry as quite intimate. I would say it's very observational, whether of the small sort of fine moments of human behaviour or of nature um, it's quite visual. I'd say my poetry is quite cinematic. I do think in terms of image. So yeah, I would say my poetry is very much personal, but it also embodies, I would say, quite a clear politics and is rooted in a lot of my own favourite poets, such as Lucille Clifton or Araceli Skirmai or Sharon Olds, for example. Lovely. Thank you. When did you know yourself to be a poet? I think funnily enough, probably quite early. And I was lucky because I learned to speak quite early. Um, I was really, really sort of quite fluent in like speaking as probably still a baby. And so by the time I was about three, my mother and sister would sort of encourage me to tell stories and they would record them. And by the time I was in year four at school, I remember writing a poem about spiders and the teacher took me to one of the other classrooms to read that poem out and that was the sort of thing that was quite a big deal when you are in primary school as if someone says oh my goodness let's go to this other room and show them what you've done so that was the first time I remember reading a poem and I think that that kind of set things in motion in some small way so I would say that probably at the age of what was it year four so (laughs) maybe eight Well, that's absolutely wonderful. Um, So in your introduction, you called yourself an artist and a poet. How do these two identities interact? I would say they interact because poetry to me, although it is my main communication of artistic ideas at the moment, poetry still feels like a choice I have made as a medium And I feel that there are always other mediums available to me, even if I'm not schooled in them. So sometimes I have an idea or I have an image or I have something I'm trying to communicate. And I think this would be better as a play or this might be a novel or this should be an essay or this should be some kind of performance that would take place in the space of a gallery or something site specific. So I call myself an artist because I'm trying to make space for the many ways that I feel 
my creativity can have an outlet. I don't feel limited to poetry. Excellent. That's really clear. So we ask you to donate two objects to the Museum of Colour. But before you tell us about your donations, can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with museums? And also, what does it like to know that you're now in one? You know, museums are such interesting and strange things to me because I would say that even now, like having a child now and thinking about activities that I might do in the future with them, it's like, ah, museums, what do I think? Because I have had work with museums where I've really looked into the history of collections. So, for example, in 2018, I was an artist in residence at the Research Institute of the V&A Museum. And I was looking into the history of objects that were acquired from individuals who had owned plantations in the Caribbean. So these were fairly wealthy people who had acquired items for their own households with the wealth of the ownership of enslaved peoples. And these individuals were based in the UK. So it's not even that whole thing of, oh, you know, everything is elsewhere and we didn't have slaves or enslaved people over here. Like we absolutely just exported that sense of ownership. Um, And I don't even know who I mean when I say we, but ultimately that kind of residency really destroys any sense of museums as being innocent spaces. So I would say I do have a complicated relationship with the idea of a museum because it's rooted in a quite Victorian idea of collection and extraction even if it's different now right so with that in mind what does it feel like to know that you're now in one I think because in a way my presence as a questioner of the museum within the museum I think is able to kind of bring to light the sense that things are not simple when you think about what a museum functions as, there are sort of contradictions in there. So I'm I'm proud to have been invited to this project and to, to write a poem and to respond to an item and to also have my own items that I'm bringing in, even if in part they are kind of like rebuttals of the idea of the museum. I think it's an interesting thing to answer the question interesting thing that's no it's lovely thank you um so right now let's get to the main deal your donation so can you tell us about your first donation what it is and for those who can't actually see it at the moment but they will be able to in the museum what does it look like what does it mean to you and why do you want to share it so my first donation is a gift to me from my mother and it comes in a velvety box and it's a necklace that was given to my mother by her grandmother and it's a series of gold beads that are on a string with a pendant and the pendant is kind of like a large almond shaped pendant on which you can see some what look like palm trees I would say and it's still difficult for me to tell you what is depicted apart from the trees you can definitely see some leaves on the pendant and some like the trunks of a tree but yeah so this is a very 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 old necklace that my mother actually gifted to me after I got married and she's always told me that it's made of solid gold so it's a very yellow yellow gold it's not like a pale sort of 
shiny thing. It's very, very yellow. But yeah, it's it's of importance to me because I don't have many things that were passed down from my ancestors in my possession. And I was so honoured that she wanted to give this to me. But it's also important thinking about the kind of things that were made years and years and years ago where I come from and the beauty of them and how sort of intricate they were. And so it, to me, speaks to where I come from and not just my family, but my heritage. Wonderful. Thank you. So what is your second object, if you can describe it for us and tell us what it means to you and why you want to share it? So my second object is a deck of tarot cards. And what I like about this deck is that it's an embellishment of a more famous deck, which is called the Rider Waite deck, which has all these different characters on it. But on this deck, which is called the Black Power Tarot, you have figures such as the Empress or the Star or the Magician or the Devil or the, let's see, the Moon, the Sun. But each of these figures are drawn as famous black people. So, for example, the one I'm holding right now, uh, which is card number three, which is the Empress, she's figured as Nina Simone. And then the next one is the star, and she's figured as Minnie Ripperton. The magician is Kanye West. I really wish I could show them to you right now. Um, the cards are really meant to look quite old, so they're not sort of like a bright white colour. They're sort of like a aged, papery look. Um, you've got Sister Rosetta Tharp, who is figured as the world, and you've got Sun Ra, who is, of course, the sun. Um, so, yeah, this is a tarot deck that has... The major arcana, which is like the key, key, key uh, symbolic figures, but they have been drawn as famous and folkloric black people. Wow. Black power tarot. That's just it's just wonderful. So why do you want to share it? I want to share it because it contains depictions of a number of artists who you know, the majority of them are African-American, if not probably all of them. But there's a lot of mystery when we think about tarot decks. And I think that when we think about black artistry, there is also a lot of magic and mystery in black artistry. There's a lot of syncretic knowledge. And so these people were not chosen at random. They were chosen because of their contributions to music predominantly. But I think there's something quite fitting about the way that they've been seen as these powerful figures whose artistry has such potential and is its own form of magic, I feel. So I just thought it would be a very interesting item to bring to attention. The creation of the pack was overseen by Alejandro Jodorowsky, um, but was arranged and edited by King Khan and illustrated by Michael Eaton. But yes, that's that's it, really. Fantastic. I'm really glad that you remembered the artist's name so that people can go and have a look for it if they want to. So thank you for that. Now, there is one last donation, um, which is your poem. And if you can tell us what the poem is, when it was published, if it was published, and why you've selected it. No problem. So the name of the poem I'm going to read is called Black Noise. 
It was published as part of my book, which is titled Quiet, just this year in June, and it was published by Faber and Faber. I've chosen the poem Black Noise because it's quite short, but I think it carries the spirit of the book. The book is very much about the interior black life, the inner world, the sort of magic that happens inside the head, which is not about making one's voice heard, but is more about existing on one's own terms. And I think the poem Black Noise really encompasses that. You can't see it, but it appears as a block of text in which you can only see a few words. So really you're looking at a black square in which a few words are visible. So I'll I'll read it in a way that perhaps suggests that. Black Noise Finally, infinite in nothingness, here and now here, peaceful, I am both sight and sound. Can you hear me? Can you see me now? Thank you to Victoria Adikwe-Bubi for being part of our exhibition and donating to the Museum of Colour. To view the donations photographed by Sharon Wallace and the portraits by Derek Akembo, head to www.museumofcolour.org.uk where you can explore the rest of the My Words exhibition and discover our growing digital collection. My Words Donations is presented by me, Samanwar Sesha, and is produced by Stella Sabin for the Museum of Colour. Further episodes of this series are available across all podcast platforms where you can also listen to our previous project, Respect Due. The music you have heard in this series is by the fabulous Randolph Matthews. You can listen to more of his work at www.randolphmatthews.com. My Words is supported by the National Lottery Heritage Fund, Arts Council England and the Foyle Foundation. Museum of Colour is incubated at People's Palace Projects based at Queen Mary University, London. Thank you for listening.